This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello. It is Straight from the Net, the podcast with Danielle and Jamie, and we are coming back to you for episode two. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Danielle. How are we today? I'm doing okay. How are you today? <laughs> so far, so good. I feel like we should just dive right in. <laughs> After the one that we did for last week, we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, PCS and, you know, the different things that you go through when you have, like, perimenopause, and we were talking about how we're a little cunty. I'm a lot cunty, but Danielle <laughs> is a little cunty. Just a little, I don't know. It depends on the day. It depends on who I'm dealing with. They may really disagree with me on that one. I may be queen. Cunt. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> just yes, our boss on certain days. But, um, so I, I thought it was interesting talking about some of these things about the hormonal changes you go through. And, you know, I'm 42 now, but I've had these changes like going on with me where I'm just kind of a nightmare. And it, it's, I don't know. Maybe it is the lack of estrogen. I don't know. I actually went to the doctor and had them do blood work on me because I looked at that doctor and I said, if you don't start doing something, I'm going to end up in a bell tower just picking people off because I can't fucking stand it. Like, I fucking so, eat everybody. It's so funny because I recommended that doctor to you. And you recommended that doctor and I went to that and doctor. I went there like for my follow-up after you know I had the ablation and yeah. I was like, did you fix my friend Danielle? Oh my God. He's like, ain't nobody fixing that girl. And he was like, we're good. We're working on it. Mm-hmm. We're going to... We're going to get her better. <laughs> he ain't going to do nothing better. I don't better. think he believed in himself. We know what it was. He, like, so I go in there and I tell him this, right? And apparently it's like, I'm not crazy. This is going on all over the place. And the reason I mention this is because it literally popped up in my Facebook feed because, you know, sometimes I think that it just listens to us and then it, it does things up. Kind of like when you're thinking about buying something on Amazon and all of a sudden it's like in your Amazon, your feed. Like, but it's from Amazon. You motherfucker, how'd you read my mind? Well, it kind of did the same thing with this other situation called perimenopause rage. Rage. So here comes like a sponsored article. And to be honest with you, I was like, wow, I need to read this immediately because I have perimenopause rage. Even though they did my blood work and all my hormones look extremely fine, apparently even one little tiny slight shift than what you're used to could cause this. And now it makes a whole lot of sense. We've talked about Wanda Sykes in the last podcast. And she said, it's super fun going through menopause. You lose a little bit of estrogen and you start turning into a grumpy man. And I'm like, that is the fuck who I am. I am turning into a grumpy old man. And they came up with this thing. And perimenopause is a fucking thing. Women are fucking pissed off and we don't fucking know why. I mean, on a month-to-month basis, I can start getting really crazy like a month before my period. And I'm like to the point where I can't, I just can't deal with my life. I just can't. And I'm like, where did this come from? And sometimes I can feel it. It is like a light switch goes off. And I know everybody better run for like the next couple of days because I'm going to lose my entire fucking mind. And then other months I just go through it and it's like, oh, here's my period. And I just, I go off into the sunset and everything's fine. But those every other months, they are really bad. And I really do want to hurt people. See, you're so vocal about like how you're feeling. You're like, I hate everybody. I do fucking hate everybody then. And I'm not. Like I'm not. I bottle it up. And I get, like, chocolate, and I sit in front of the TV, and I wait for, like, my love to be out playing pool on a Tuesday, and Katie to be upstairs 
Skyping with her little boyfriend. <laughs> and that's when I sit with a box of tissues and I will find every movie that makes you sad on Netflix or on demand that'll make me cry. Last Because you want to cry. Last month it was My I've Sister's Keeper. You know, the time before that, it was a walk to remember. Oh, God. Like, I will, I'm going to cry right now just listening right, to these I things. will personally, I will keep everything bottled up, and then I will just sob. I will take a day, and I will just watch movies and sob. And it, it's therapeutic for me. I will cry at all the Because sometimes it movies. does make you feel a little bit better. The other day, I watched Frozen. Like... <laughs> I'm fucking frozen. I want to cry. Oh my god, that's so. No, sad. I don't want to talk about because I will Where cry. she's like knocking on the door, she's like, "Do you want to build a snowman?" And she just like her sister for like years just stays in her room and ignores her, and they used to be like besties. And this little girl is like hurting for her little sister, and she's like uh. knocking on the door, and every day she knocks on the door, and she's like, "Do you want to build a snowman?" Yeah, well, when I start hot flashes, I'm gonna fucking want that snowman. I'm gonna want that snowman all over me. Right. So it's so terrible. Like, this, that part of the movie, it gets me every time, and I cry. So, that's how I deal with my perimenopausal. Like, I know when it's coming on. Poor Paco knows, because if he even, like, says no, I could ask him for, like, $6 million, knowing he doesn't have it. And when he looks at me and it says no, I'm going to cry. How dare you? What do you mean, what do you mean no? The other day, <laughs> we were driving down the road, and I asked for something. I forget what I asked for, and he went, no. And I looked, Ew. At, and I looked at him, no. and he said, oh, am I a child? He said, oh, my God. I, <laughs> he was like, I was just trying it. He was like, I don't like that look I, I was just I trying it out. He was like, I was just trying it because you told me I could say no, but I don't like it. Can I take the no back? And I was like, yes, you can take the no back. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, actually, I found the article, and it's from Healthline. And as I'm scrolling through here, it says, how to recognize perimenopause rage. I know exactly how to fucking recognize it. I want to fucking kill everybody with an AK-47, which I probably shouldn't say because I know it's a difficult time right now. But inside, that's how I feel. <laughs> Not that I would ever I act on it, I promise. It's a difficult time, but I'm yes, just speaking out my I would never, ass. ever, ever act on that. And it's probably insensitive that I even said it. It's just, it's how you feel sometimes. And it says, perimenopause-induced rage may feel significantly different. You fucking think? Than your typical anger or frustration. You may go from feeling stable to feeling intensely resentful or irritated in a matter of moments. Yes. Check that box off. Yes. Check it off 50 times. Fucking A, yes. And it says your family members or friends may also notice that you have less patience than you usually do. What the fuck is patience during Penny Marymenopause <laughs> Rage? I have zero patience. Zero. None. I swear to God, Roger will just look at me a certain kind of way and I'm like... I know exactly what the fuck that looks look. You know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what you're trying to say. And he's like, I just wanted to ask if you wanted something. No, that's not what you were going to ask. I know you. You're a fucking asshole. You're going to do blah, 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 blah. And then I realized, God, I'm a real asshole. I sat behind you for a month at your house. And and sometimes I was a little scared of you. And (laughs) I would be, like, so lost in my work. And Danielle was supposed to be training me. And she did a very good job. I'm much better. (laughs) But at the time... If I had a question and I would be like really lost, but she was like frustrated and she gets so frustrated she starts talking to herself. Oh god, I do. I was oh my so god. scared to even ask her a question. <laughs> I would be like, um Of course everybody wants to ask me a question. Of course. And then I don't want to get my goddamn work done. No, we don't want that to happen. Like, that's exactly I'm like the how worst it would person be. in the world. <laughs> and I don't I hate it. I hate it so much. And it's so awful. It's like the worst feeling in the world. Because I don't want to feel like that and I feel like I'm coming out of my skin. 
Like, I literally feel like the only reason I'm still together in one piece is because my skin makes it so. It is absolutely the worst thing. And I've talked to a couple of people that I know, and they also feel the same way. So I'm not, like, the only one, but I just thought it was really oh, interesting. It's definitely the age. It is, but I'm like, it says, like, in your mid-40s. And I'm like, I'm not really mid-40s. This started about two years ago when I was 40. Like Mine started when I was about 38, and it's not, everybody is different. Look at Sally. Sally will be 50 next year. She is still, like, clockwork on her periods. She does not have perimenopause yet. She's, well, I don't have, my periods are completely and totally regular. I'm just an asshole, like she, a scary little asshole. She, her hormone levels are that of, like, a, a young Like a little 14-year-old young right. chicken. I know. Oh, my like, God. She, it's, like, ridiculous. She, I think it has to do with the fact she hasn't used her baby maker. She like, may have. I wonder how true that may be. Her baby factory has never been used. It's never been open. Meanwhile, our baby factories we've used, we've and used. now they're shutting the, shutting the fuck down. They're like, bitch, we're tired of this shit. I know. My, God, my poor ovaries are like, do I really have to ovulate again? Like, my poor eggs are probably just like, poof. <laughs> like, they just, and dust comes out of them. Like, you know, as we get like It's so terrible because I, I, I was at a barbecue, and there, Paco's friend... Danny had a baby, and this baby is the cutest baby, and he's the smiliest, most smiliest baby ever. And I was so excited to see this baby because all I wanted to do was hold the baby. Right. I held that baby for like four seconds, and my uterus started kicking the shit out of me. <laughs> it was like, bitch, put the baby, put a down. baby in here. Put it in my uterus. No, no it was yelling seat. at me. It was like, I was telling you to get rid of it so you like, don't get like that. No, we don't. This isn't us. Who do you think you are? Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't, I just, I can't stand it. But, and it's important. And I thought like, all right, I wanted to talk about it because I know a couple other people that I know, including yourself, we've all are going through that and it's so uncomfortable. And when I did sit down with the doctor and say, well, what can we do about it? The only response was to put me on hormones. So or birth control. Well, that's what it is. Birth control. So birth control. And I'm like, I don't want to go on, you know, I don't want to go on anything like that because I don't do well on that either. I can't go on like that birth control that kind of keeps you like you know the same sort of whatever the progesterone or whatever the hell it is it's very hard because there's it's a lot hard. of us out there that don't do well with medication i do not do it. it it gives me palpitations and everything else they had to pull me off of it years and years ago when i wanted to go on it when i was like 33 um but now i'm like 42 and they talk about all these side effects and everything like blood clots and strokes and different things like that like hell now i don't want to start taking a pill every day just so i can deal with myself and it's so sad so i'm going to look in a cbd oil I'm kind of wondering. So, if any of you guys have the same symptoms out there in the uh, interwebs that you're going to hear this on, and you've tried CBD oil and it has actually helped to calm you the hell down, could you please send us an email and tell us what you use and send a link? I would really love to see it. And you can do that from straight from what is it? Straight from the net. Straight from the net at gmail.com. S T R A I G T from the net at gmail.com. I would love to hear what you have to say. Um, because it's just going on all over the place, and I don't want to have to do hormones, but I'm willing to try CBD oil. Right. Maybe it'll help. Right. CBD, CBD oil be so is crazy. like a freaking... I went... I took my daughter. My daughter has some, some digestive issues, and I took her to the hospital, and the doctor actually recommended, because this has been going on for like three years, where my daughter just randomly has these throw-up fits. Like, my daughter gets sick every single day. And we can't figure out where it's coming from. And the doctor actually looked at me and said, have you tried edibles? So, oh, like, yeah. like, the actual marijuana, um, the legalization of it is already, it's decriminalized in Delaware. And it's about to be, like, completely legalized 
And I think that's an amazing thing. That's why at the end of this month, they're raising the tobacco law where you have to be 21 to buy cigarettes. Which is insane. It's really not insane because in those same cigarette stores, they're going to be selling the marijuana. They're going to be selling marijuana in our stores here in Delaware? Yes, it's getting ready to be legalized. Recreational legalized marijuana. In Colorado and all those places where it's already legal, you don't go to like a dispensary to get it. You go right into the freaking cigarette store and really? you buy it. There's no dispensaries? No. Huh. See, I had no idea because so I've that, never been that's a So that's in the works of happening. So the doctors have been real free about saying things like, have you tried edibles? Right. I'm looking at my 20-year-old daughter who... You know, obviously has tried pot before. She told me she's tried pot. She mm. she doesn't like it. She said it made her sick. Yeah, I didn't like it either. But at the same time, I don't like it either. But, you know, I got a gift of a gummy bear and... I know! I sleep... I had the same gummy bear for, like, the past two weeks and I sleep well, like a rock. how big was the damn gummy bear? Well, the gummy bear was about three inches tall and about... Oh, that's a humongous gummy bear. It was a big gummy bear. But, but you were like, I ate this gummy bear's ear off, and then I slept like a motherfucker. And I'm like, right, God, how big I, was this gummy bear? And I'm one of those people that don't sleep well. And that little piece of gummy has made it possible for me to sleep at night. So I am slowly but surely becoming an advocate of things like that. Like, it's it's improved my mood. Like, I wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, like, every morning, like, good morning, I'm not, I'm not sore like I was before right. because it puts me out to the point where I can't, I don't move. Like, I fall asleep and that's the position I stay in. Mm. So, so when that doctor looked at me and was like, have you tried edibles? I wasn't offended. Like, two years ago, I would have been like, oh my God, why are you trying to get my daughter to, you know, what is wrong what, with you? What's wrong with you? But I wasn't offended and I was like, you know what? Maybe it would help. When my grandfather, when my grandfather, God rest his soul, had Parkinson's, he couldn't eat. He was shaky. Yeah. Um, and the the industry, they have these spoons. They're no-spill spoons and no-spill dishes right. for people with Parkinson's, but it's $250 for a goddamn spoon. Oh, my God. People on fixed incomes Seriously? can't really afford that. Like, you're making it accessible, but not for normal people. Oh, my gosh. So, they started giving my grandfather a vape. Like, with oh, THC, yeah? and he would take this vape. My uncle would, would give my vampire, my, my vampire. Her vampire? My grandfather <laughs> this vape, and he would stop shaking long enough to actually eat something. Mm. And it, it was the, it was the marijuana that helped him, that, that, that calmed his nerves enough right. to where, like, the medical benefits of this plant is amazing, and people are just not accepting it because... I think stigma. a lot of people are. Well, they are now, but there yeah. was a big stigma. Yeah, for a while, but now CBD oil is all the rage. Like, my grandmother is in Florida, in the villages in Florida, and she told my brother that she's now on CBD oil, too. And I'm like, that cat, what is she taking CBD oil for? I don't know what it is. I haven't actually had a chance to talk to her about it yet, but even she's doing the CBD oil now, and um, she's, like, on the tracks. So I thought, well, maybe, you know, I could try it, but I thought it was very interesting having this discussion Excuse me, lately, especially because I'm just, it, it's so incredibly uncomfortable to go through this. And I'm just thinking, God, I do not want to go through this the rest of my life. And I thought, well, maybe I'll try that. That way I don't have to do hormones or what have you and, you know, kind of go from there. But it kind of also, it's like you kind of also wish some other sort of people might want to take some CBD oil. And that's going to lead us into our next segue 
about little Mr. Delaware hoaxer who likes to do swatting. Oh, yeah. Maybe if he would try some CBD oil, he'll stop making phone calls and getting SWAT teams to come out to random people's homes. So I thought it was interesting that we have, like, um, our, you know, Delaware, we, we talked about in the first one that Delaware is so small. <laughs> and nobody, at the time, nobody knows where the hell we are. And we have Upper Delaware. And then we have us. Slower Delaware. Us we'll that slower. We're middle. <laughs> and then we have Slower Lower Delaware. <laughs> because even though we're not considered Southern, there is some crazy ass shit that happens in slower, slower Delaware, lower Delaware. Delaware. Yeah, and we love you, slower lower Delaware. We actually that's do where love our you. beaches are. But we these, love you. Yeah, the beaches are there, and we love being down there. But apparently, here we go. There's this man in um, from Georgetown. His name was Rodney Phipps, and he was 29. Remember last time you want to know about Mr. She Shed Kidnapper guy? How old he was? I didn't know. 29. Look at me. 29. I'm so big. I'm growing. I'm growing. Um, he would place calls known as swatting, which would result in SWAT teams being dispatched to homes where police believed a dangerous situation was unfolding. So between August 2015 and August 2017, he placed swatting calls to Harrison, New Jersey, Appaloosas, Louisiana. I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, Louisiana. Russell County, Kentucky, Pasco County, Florida, and Forsyth County, Georgia. Yeah, Louisiana's like, fuck those guys. Louisiana doesn't even know we exist. Not yet, but they will. Kentucky will. We're national treasures. People just don't know it yet. I have family there. I'll I'll make sure that they You'll let them know. And during these these calls, he made claims of made-up murders, shootings, arsons, and hostage situations that were or would be taking place. And it's like, in swatting, that they said swatting phone calls have the potential to put the lives of law enforcement officers the intended victim, and innocent bystanders at risk. So these people are coming out, and they're saying, like, you know, death by cop and all this other stuff. So the SWAT team's out there, and here's these poor guys probably just trying to eat their chicken pot pie at the end of a really bad, long fucking day. And then they got SWAT team out from we because this fucking douchebag. Yeah, it's come out with your hands up, and they've got, you know, their fork in their hand and their shit in their hands. I mean, it's just, it's an awful thing, and it's like, Maybe if Rodney Phipps would fucking do some CBL, he wouldn't want to do some fucking crazy ass shit. Maybe he can go deal with so the guy. So I'm wondering in a if he knew Volta. these people or if he just spit out random addresses. Random addresses, it like, says. Random let me people. Go on Google Maps and pick out like crazy names of counties. I think he just did. Well, I mean, it has to take a little bit of planning, I would think, because how right. else would you get SWAT to come there? Right. So they would have. He'd have to go. What did he do? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I'm gonna fuck your day up because I'm a hoe. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Like what does he do? Like how does he figure out where it's gonna be? But he got indicted on five counts making interstate threats and one count making false threat involving explosives. He faces a maximum sentence of th- maximum sentence of 35 years if he's convicted on all charges. Mr. Rodney Phipps, you kind of fucking suck at life, dude. Right. Speaking of people who suck at life. Yes, Suck It Life. So oh, of I course have, we love Suck It Life stories. Why not? I have been watching um, the documentary called I Love You Now Die on HBO. I Love You Now Die. Oh, hold on. And let me just say really quickly, this was on, just so people know, because I never wanted to put it on there before. This was on, we came from WDEL.com, which is like a local radio station for us, and this was part of their... Um, this was an article that they posted, so that way I just had that down this time. Anyway, go ahead, okay. and back to you. So, I've been watching this documentary, and it's about Michelle Carter, and she is the little girl that was coercing her boyfriend to commit suicide via text. I do remember. She had some really freaky eyebrows. Right. There was like an eyebrow right. thing like happening. She's got like, a, like, she would have been really pretty if she didn't have those big right. fucking furry caterpillars on her face. Right, and she's got really big, like, 80s hair. 
And it, are they married? It, it's she's it's blonde, got, right? Yeah, but it, it's it's isn't she from Massachusetts or something? There, yes, she's from Massachusetts. Yes. So okay. they had met these two kids. Um, she was she looked like a popular girl, but she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she had friends in school, but outside of school, nobody really messed with her. Oh wow! Like she would call and try to hang out with these people, and they were always too busy. Oh wow! So she didn't really have any friends outside of school. And then here she met this guy. So he was like obsessed with her, wasn't he? So her parents, her family had a beach house, and this kid, oh god, I want to name, I want to say his name is Kyle. I'm not sure. You should Google that. Okay, googling Michelle Carter, the boy's name. I want to say his name is Kyle. Okay, Cam, Cam, we love you, Conrad. His name was Conrad. Was it Conrad? Yes, because the in the documentary, the boy's grandfather sang the. Um, I love you, Conrad. Oh, yes, we do. What's her name? Oh, there it is. Right there. Michelle Carter. All right. So, Conrad Boyce, I think it was. Conrad Roy. So, anyway, like, see? She's she's bulimic, so her head is, like, extremely... Is she bulimic? Yeah, that's one of the things they said about her. Her head is, like, way bigger than her body. It's weird. Anyway. Oh, Conrad Roy. so, So, Conrad Roy was on antidepressants. He was a very... You know, sad kid. He had a social anxiety. It was very hard for him. Meanwhile, this girl didn't have any friends. She just really wanted to be popular. Things like that. Come to find out, two days before Conrad actually committed suicide, she did a test run to her friends and was like, he committed suicide. His parents can't find him. Blah, blah, blah. Actually, two days before... He died to see what her friends, how her friends would react. What? So this kid, two and they were very much there for her, and she loved the attention. She was finally, you know, they getting were the finally attention. paying attention to her. She was finally getting friends. Right. Um, they had met at a beach house where his family had a um, his their grandparents' house. Like their grandparents lived in the same neighborhood, and it was during a summer vacation and her family came to the island and they came to the island Mm -hmm. and the grandparents introduced their grandkids and that's how it went right okay so these kids he he was so in love with her but they'd only actually spoken and face to face for i think five times they met five times so anyway she's getting the attention that she needs from her friends and the whole time she's in conversation with this boy who is trying to commit suicide and every time he tries to back out she coerces him to do it and she says things like he would he had a generator and he had the carbon monoxide pumping into his truck and he got scared and he got out of the truck that's right she told him to get back in there she told him to get the fuck back in the truck oh my god quit being a pussy yeah so now this little boy is dead he's well he wasn't a little boy he was 18 right this kid is dead and this girl is on trial and she's appealing the court right now because she doesn't feel like she should be held accountable because of freedom of speech. Oh, come on. I think that when somebody loves somebody like that and you know you have influence over them and you use that influence to do something like convince them to commit suicide, yeah. fuck you, you're yeah. accountable. And you deserve to be where you're at. And, and you're accountable. Yeah. 
it and, and it really upset me because I'm watching this this thing and there's a part where after this boy dies <coughs> the mother of his, the boy <clears throat> Conrad's mother gets introduced to Michelle and she has actually she's formed a softball tournament for him um it was called homers for for Conrad mm-hmm. uh, she went out of her way to do all these benefits to raise awareness and mental health all the while she's on antidepressants she's on Prozac and mm-hmm. she's bulimic which is fucking up her system so bad that she honestly thought that she was helping him Why she, she loved him though. that's her her story right now Oh, please. That's, you don't want to get the fuck back in the truck when you love someone and you know they're going to do so it. So, Conrad's mother looked at this girl and said, I'm so glad he had you. Only to find out a few months later that this girl is the reason her son is dead. Yeah, but how'd that come out? I mean, if they didn't know right away, who's the one, who was the canary who sung? You know what the I mean? The cops had his cell phone. And they opened it. And as soon as they opened it, as soon as they found that kid's body, they opened it and they found these messages. And they confiscated her phone. They went and confiscated her phone. But because it wasn't... Like, what do you do with this? Like, we see what she's doing, but... But we don't know what it is. They couldn't tell anybody. Like, those officers had... It's probably unprecedented, too. Right. You know, at the same time. Those officers had to find a way to... To charge her. To bring charges against her because of the freedom of speech. Right. Because she really wasn't doing anything. So... A few months later, it all comes out, and this little girl gets charged with, um, I forget what she was charged with, but it, it, manslaughter, I think? I don't know. Let me see. I think there's, like, things in here. Um, but she, she was, she was charged with, like, obstruction or, or something. But, um, then her mother, who, who was, like, fell in love with this girl and was talking to her every day. Just found out that she got snowed by this little 18-year-old little girl who basically all she wanted was friends. And after her boyfriend died, she got friends. She did all this just to get attention. Were they boyfriends and girlfriends? Yeah. Were they? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. The parents said, our hearts have and remain broken for the Roy family, they said in 2015. For everyone that does not know our daughter, she is not the villain the media is portraying her to be. She is quiet, kind, and a sympathetic young girl. She tried immensely to help Mr. Roy in his battle with depression. We know that once all the facts are released, our daughter will be found innocent. I don't understand how they can assume that. I mean, just the one line, get the fuck back in the truck. Don't she be a didn't, pussy. She didn't text him that. Who did? She didn't text that. Did she call him? He called her. And, and said, she said I'm it to him. scared. And she said, get the fuck back in the car. And then she texted it to a friend. And she said... He was scared. He got out of the car, and I told him to get the fuck back in the car. Yeah, see, how is that, like, that oh, is a very empathetic, right. little meek child? Right. No, it's not. You were She's doing it all monster. for attention. Yes, and it's just, like, it's just psychopathic. So, anyway, I, I'm, I'm very... Or sociopathic. What so, it's, it's a new series. One of those pathic things. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a new series. Um, It's on its second episode. I plan on continuing to and watch it. And which one? Um... It's HBO or Netflix? The 15th. It's HBO. Is it HBO? Right. It's HBO and it's called I Love You, Now Die. That's right. And, and I did hear that. Right. Oh my God. So I'm very into that right now. That is like really creepy scary. It is. Our kids are like so fucking crazy. Right. 
Um, also, we all, me and Danielle love Netflix. It is our favorite thing. So I do if, love Netflix. We do love Netflix. Oh my God. So if there is something on Netflix that you've seen, that you've watched, um, that you think we would be interested in, chances are we've already watched it, but we can discuss it. So, you know, go ahead and throw us an email <clears throat> at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. And we'll be glad to talk about, you know, the things we watch on Netflix. Also, weird traditions. Oh boy, yes. I know. Because I know, actually, we were thinking about traditions before, like the different things that we do and what do we pass down to our families. We have, right. I think all of us have talked about that before. Like, we're really big on having our birthday parties. Right. We're really so big on doing certain things. We're speaking of things that we don't really understand because we don't really understand what was going on through that little girl's head. Yeah. People do fucked up things. <laughs> That's like the understatement of the century. That's like such a bland thing. People do fucked up things. So, well, just wait. It gets better. We're going to break this down. Hold on. So, I was cruising the interwebs, and there is an island in Indonesia where every three years, these people, the, the, the people of this village, go out and unbury their dead, and they pull them out of the ground, and they take little paintbrushes, and they dust them off. And they change their clothes, and they wash them, and they wash their hair. Oh, my God. And they take pictures with them. I have seen articles about this before. And and they, like, they have dinner with them. Yeah. And they hang out with their dead ones for a couple days. But I don't know. And then after they're all tidied up and fixed, Mm -hmm. they put them back in the ground, and they go on with their merry lights. No, but see, okay, so they've been dead for a while. Right. Do they do any special embalming, things like that? Because like, like, they bring them up and they put new clothes on them, but wouldn't they just fall apart? They, I don't, I don't want to see grandmom's like, freshly buried intestines or anything. You know I what don't mean? know. There's some, like, there's, I have the, the article. There's some pictures. Um, there's some pictures. Because I have seen that before. I thought it was like really interesting. But somehow they do. They bring them up. They change their clothes. They put some, cigarettes in their mouth. Yes, yeah, some of them are like really well preserved. Like, they are. Like here is an older couple. They're oh my god! Buried in their wedding attire, and then here's a general. Wait, how do they get them to stand up? They have like those little like you remember pod standing like with Barbies, but for yeah. adults. Yeah, that's Shut how the they used to do up. the Victorian. Um, when they did in Victorian times, and they would like they yeah, would, like doll, oh my god. doll up their dead and take right. pictures. Yeah. So, and then there's this guy who looks not that long dead. He doesn't look that long dead. He so, looks like, you I know, like my, he, my favorite. Um, he hasn't been in there for three years. If he did, My he favorite got, zombie guy. That's like, what he looks look like. He looks like he's having so a good time. He's so happy to be out there. And then there's this couple. He's like the Asian weekend at Bernie picture. Right. But oh, my God. Look at that one, though. No, that guy. That is Bones. Oh, I, I can't. I can't. Right. That. And then look at this guy. That chick looks like she's staring at him. He's fucking... And then she's like, what you doing? She's <laughs> like, trying to feed my dead ass. My fucking... That damn uh, <laughs> paintbrush out of my mouth. Look at that kid behind his face. Like, ew. Ew. What is happening? It's like, ew. What is that? They got Papa out. And we draw some Papa. Papa? <laughs> Grandma? Grandma got some long ass motherfucking hair. Right. And she, she is standing straight the fuck. She's and that's just so crazy because they're standing straight up and they really are. And they, they really look do change their clothes. So alive. Like look at this one. They they look. 
so alive, but they're dead. Like, if you want zombies, this is how you get zombies. This is exactly how you get zombies. Because you keep fucking with their eternal rest. But there's so many pictures, and they stand them up, and they change their clothes, and they put them back, and a a part of me is like, oh, that's really sweet, because they they bring them out just to, you know, love on them again, and to... To take care of them. They like smell, and what if like their arm fell off in the middle of dinner or something? That's the whole thing. Like Like, I would be so devastated if I had my grandma up out of her grave and was like, "Mama, let me," you know, because my grandma loved the hairpiece. Right. I know you put her (laughs) hairpiece in, and the back of her head falls off. Right, and I go pull out the (laughs) hairpiece. And her whole head falls off right down the hill. And there's there's grandma's head. There's mom's head. (laughs) And me, I would chase it because she's my favorite person in the whole entire world. I would be like, Mama, no! My mom's head, come back! I'm so sorry. Like, I feel like once your people are gone and you have laid them to rest, please, for the love of God, keep them the hell in there. Leave them alone. No, they're not going to be left. Not in that village, they're not. Every three years, Every take, three take us out for a... I don't know, maybe I should, Instead of being cremated like I want to, maybe I should just be buried over there. At least I know somebody no. there will care enough about me to be like, let's no. bring that bitch back out. I'm getting cremated because nobody's going to go to my grave. Like, I know, I don't want anybody to go to my grave We don't do either. graves no, in my family. Like, my grandparents are sitting there. I've, I haven't been to my grandparents' no. graves in forever. Mm-mm. I don't do graves. Me neither. I don't like it. D- cremate me. Yeah, put, cremate me and put me all over a lake. I want to go right. off like in a lake I and like be... somewhere. No, I want everybody to have a piece of me. I want to be put <laughs> putting those little jewelries like I know actually right, that's what Jonathan was talking about there. well when you die and I'm like Jesus Christ why are we talking about when I die but when you die I'll be very sad and I'm like okay I'm like well when I die I'll give you like pieces of my ashes and you can put them in like a little necklace you can like wear around your neck I'm like this is the conversation my well, son and I are having right well I, I do I want like I want everybody to have a piece of me like even if I hate you Carry me around with you because I will hate you from the from, from the, the dead. <laughs> so when when Heather's brother Steve passed, mm-hmm. um, it was right before she got married, and we took him around in a necklace around her neck. We took him to New Orleans with us. Oh yeah, for the bachelorette party, right? And we I dumped his ashes right outside the Hustler Club because oh, we know you? if he was with us, that's exactly where we'd be with him. Oh my gosh, that's so good. She went on her her um, honeymoon to Italy, and she dumped her. She refilled it and then dumped his ashes again oh, really? on the Trevi Fountain. Oh wow! So whenever she goes somewhere important, she takes a little piece of Stephen with her. Oh wow, that's interesting. And she drops him in Costa Rica, like everywhere that she goes, Stephen goes. Jesus, and, he's dead, and he's been more places than me. Yes. I can't even get out of the damn country. Right. And Stephen's like, well, and that's, I've been everywhere. That's what I want. Like, no, that is kind of nice. I mean, I maybe that's the, the only time I'll be able to travel. Is right, when somebody else can afford were, to take me somewhere. They were so close. They were so close growing up that she can't stand the fact that she's going to these places where she knows he would love to go. Yeah, So she takes him with her. And Aww. it's the sweetest thing. It's the sweetest thing. Well, actually, I'm glad that you mentioned it because I had, like, a feel-good story. And I love having a feel-good story, especially nowadays with my, you know, my rage and all. <laughs> That's my it's feel-good nice story. I know. Well, this is kind of, it, well, it's so nice that she does that. And I thought this was actually interesting. So, a, a man died. Um, obviously, a man died. His name is Gordon. And 
he was the husband of this woman for seven years and he died. And when he um, passed away, she had him cremated and she put a little bit of him in like a water bottle with like a dollar bill. And she sent him out to sea to see, you know, where he would end up because he just he always loved to travel. And I guess he was just that kind of guy. So, and she wrote a little note inside, you know, that just said what they were doing and who he was and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, a woman on this past Monday, his ashes made it to Florida. So oh, she, it's always Florida. I know, it's always Florida. What is happening with Florida? All right, so either you guys are fucking nuts and all the cool shit happens there at the same time. So um, this woman named Judy was walking on the beach this morning cleaning up junk that washed her ashore when she found a bottle with a message in it. There's some sand and two $1 bills and a cup and some what they now know to be ashes. And once they got open, it read the notes and found out that it was, in fact, Gordon, this woman's husband of 70 years old, or 70 years. And she writes that he loved to travel, so she sent him traveling in a bottle with a note and money for someone to call home and tell where, tell her where he landed. He started at Big Pine Key in March of 2012, wherever the hell that is. It sounds Florida-like. And then went to Isla Mereda. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Where someone found him. They added a note and sent him traveling again and landed on our beach in Key Colony. Julie called the wife in Tennessee, who was excited to know that Gordon travels. And now Judy wrote a note and put him back in the bottle. And actually, it's not, it's not a water bottle. It's a rum bottle. I'm like, I thought it was a water bottle, but it's a rum bottle. All right. And she put three little notes in there. And she also put another dollar in case uh, Gordon travels far and long distance calls are needed. I'm like, how cute is that shit? That is the sweetest thing. It is. So here, you know, here's like little old wife living back in Tennessee, just waiting to see who else is going to call. Where did Gordon, you know, show up this time? How super freaking cute is that? Me, my hard little raging heart just bawled my eyes out. When she dies, are they going to put a little bit of her in a little bit? They should, so they can stay together. In another rum bottle, and then they can travel the world together? I don't know. I guess so. That would be the sweetest thing. How sweet is that? This sweet. That's sweet. And it, and it, I'm glad it was a rum bottle and not a water bottle because people would just, like... Well, it looks like a water bottle, like in this picture that she put up there. It looks like a water bottle. Maybe but apparently... she transferred him to a rum bottle. Oh, no, she did. We added a note and we put him in a rum bottle, you know, to add a little fun to his trip. Okay, Judy. Nobody asked you to take on... No, it's good because water bottles are really bad for the environment and at least rum bottles are glass and... I guess that's true. But I do find it quite funny. Well, no, we don't like this water bottle, so we're going to stick you in this rum bottle instead. You know what, Gordon? You're going... At least he's still traveling. Pirates like rum, though. (laughs) And he kind of is a little bit of a pirate right now. But I thought that was so cute. I'm like, oh, it's it's so sweet when you litter with good intentions. (laughs) Well, she did litter with good intentions. I thought that was really, really sweet. Oh, my gosh. So I have a Delaware story. Oh, okay. Now, we definitely love Delaware stories. And again, this remember, if you not, have a really good one from your local town, feel good, email us. Though. This one is not feel good. Okay. Um, I'm a little leery about this one. Um, well, where is it from? It's from Delaware. It's from Newcastle County. Well, what is it? Delaware? It's from Delaware Online. Delaware Online? Okay. Okay. So, there's this, this officer. Um, he was sworn in. He had just finished the academy. He was just about to graduate. Oh, Lord. Um, his name is Taylor Reynolds. He's 25. Okay. And he got arrested. Apparently, the county police recruit had been arrested after police say he physically assaulted and strangled a 24-year-old oh. woman. The incident happened on the 300 block of Christina 
Mill Drive around 1.43 a.m. on Sunday. But I think this was a couple weeks ago. This is okay. July. This oh, I guess this is July 11th, so today is what, the 13th? 14th, yeah. So, so it happened long. last, Saturday, last right. Sunday. Okay. So um, the victim told police her acquaintance, 25-year-old Reynolds, physically assaulted her after an argument. Um, this kid lost everything. Like, he is no longer able to be a police officer, all of that. But the thing is, he's never had a single, like, all of the articles I've read, he's never had a single thing, like, no history of violence, anything like that. So, oh, so do you, is your gut kicking up about it a little bit? My gut is kicking like up wrong? about it. So here's the thing. Is this guy really violent? Right, like is he or, really, or just she made a violent? Or I don't know, is she, is she a petty way. bitch? And he broke up with her, and now she is destroying him. Yeah. Because we all know how petty girls can be. How malicious. Yeah. We are a malicious species. <laughs> like, <laughs> if we want to yeah. destroy you, we will. So, most kids, most people who are violent, things like that. I, I mean, your brother's a cop. Oh, yeah. I don't think that people who generally hate people are like, I'm going to become a police officer. Right. Oh, no. No, he I definitely think, went into it with the idea that he was going to help his community. I think in order to be a police officer, especially a black police officer in this time, mm-hmm. that you're going in there to prove that not all police are bad, that, you know, right. we can keep it. You're in for your community, your right. people. Let's we're, turn we're things ha- around. I'm here to help. Absolutely. And now you're telling me that this kid who has excellent everything when it comes to the police, who was already sworn in as a police officer... Who was set to graduate, all of a sudden he snaps out and he strangles somebody? I know, but then you know what? We're going to have people writing in or saying, we're victim shaming. No, the fuck I'm not. not. I'm not shaming her. Just crazy. I'm not shaming her. No, but something feels weird. And you know what? And sometimes, you know what? Women also have the gut. We have the gutty buddy system. We so do. I call it the gutty buddy. And it's that little thing that peeks up and says, something doesn't feel too right. Right. No, and if we're wrong, we're wrong. Or whatever, and if we're but. wrong, I do apologize. I mean, I'm not victim shaming. I think that you know, or not believing the victim. We talk about it all the time. No, but it just seems very odd that you all have like I'm this guy who's like this really great person. Is all of a that snapped? That it's it's it seems a little fishy to me. A little, yeah. I mean, and that's okay to be a little fishy. I'm kind of wondering when the investigation finally comes out. Well, they'll so find. so I, I I'm gonna we gotta follow looking. along with it. We yeah. gotta follow along with it because I think it's a really interesting story, and I feel like. Some things are going to come out, and it's going to be like, holy shit. Because you have like, I'm going to be wrong, and this guy's going to be a complete douchebag. Right. Or I'm going to be right, and this woman is going to be like, well, I love him, and he doesn't love me. Yeah. Like, that type of She should have just pulled the Carrie Underwood, like I was saying, and just slashed a tire or something. You don't call it, like, ruin the whole man. I, I mean, know, if, you're, if you really love a man and you're you're trying to keep him, get knocked up like did it back then. <laughs> Just get knocked up. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, we don't do not do that. condone that. We're just we, joking. We don't no. condone that, kids. No, we don't condone any of that. Oh, my God. Please wear a condom or something. I don't know. God, if you're going to do it, please just <laughs> If you're going to do it, wrap it up. Wrap it up. But, no, I do think it's an interesting, we're in, like, this interesting time, right? 
Because you've got people like us that kind of, you know, we grew up in the 80s and the 90s or whatever. And I feel like there's a disconnect between my generation and the generation of, like, my children. Oh, yeah. You know, where, and I don't feel like, and it's, it's I don't want to call them, like, snowflakes. No, I don't, I don't want to do that to them. But I do feel oh, like. Oh, Jonathan is a complete snowflake. Jonathan is a total fucking snowflake. But, um, my youngest, total fucking snowflake. But he's also one of the most brilliant little creative minds within him. Yes. And I know it's like, oh, sure, you're going to say that because it's your kid. No, I'm telling you, this kid has just got something. He's, he's going to do gonna big things. Up. He's going to do big things one day. But um, I think it's interesting in this time where we're like, eh, you know, when we were growing up, the people we were with, we all kind of feel the same way. It's okay to say, you know, I just feel like something's really <laughs> off with that, and I want to follow this along, and I want to see. Yeah, and I want to see sort say, of. sexy, don't get murdered, Karen and George. Oh, I know. Oh, my God, we love there. them. We love you. Yeah, we love my, you guys. My, my favorite murder. But um, I, it's it's interesting. We're allowed. I mean, our group of people, like when we're talking, we're able to say, you know, something just seems a little fishy with that. I'm gonna, you know, follow along and see what's gonna happen. But my gut feels like something's wrong. But then his generation is like the generation that I'll run in and be like, you shouldn't be saying that because that's gonna prevent women from speaking out. And da, 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 da. and I'm like, no, I do think you should speak out, and I I do think you should do that. You know, but sometimes certain things just feel weird do you know and they I don't add that- up. And it's okay to be like, you know what, I feel weird about it. I'm gonna follow this along. You know. You know why I think the disconnect comes from. Where? Because we... Because we fucking did it. I mean, it's our kids. Right. We we started out in the 80s where, like, my father told me the story, a story yesterday about how my parents got into an accident when I was a little under a year and my mom broke her back and it was my fault because I was in the front seat, no seatbelt, and I kicked the steering wheel. Oh my God, are you serious? Because oh my god, why would they tell you that Because story? it wasn't illegal for me to be in the front seat. Yeah, but you kicked the steering wheel and broke your mother's back? Right, we got into an accident. Apparently it was the other guy's fault still, but like we, my dad was trying to maneuver and it, it wasn't our fault. It ended up being the guy was drunk and he swerved and hit us, but right. I did kick the steering wheel. At the same time? Yes. Wow. Did they talk about that at like every dinner table? No, this is the first time I, this is the first time I've heard of it. My father You never knew you broke your mother's back? She she broke Step her back. Step crack, break your mother's back. She broke her like, back no. covering me. Oh my god. Protecting me. Carrie got a scar on her face and my dad was hurt and my mom broke her back and I walked away unscathed. <laughs> of course you little asshole. <laughs> You're the one who starts all this shit and you walk away just fine. But anyway, like, that's the example. We grew up in a time where there was so much, like... It was just very different We lived time. in a very bad neighborhood growing up. And yes, I still, we did. every day, walk from my house to your house, like, through the mine, up to the trailer park. I know. And we hung out. And really, we shouldn't have been able to do that. But it was a different time. It was. Now, then we get to a point where we're in high school and then there's the internet. Yeah, but the internet was just sort of coming along. Right, we just got the internet the year I graduated high school. Right, but like all the social media shit and all that stuff didn't come along until later. But we started the internet. Yeah. We gave birth to the internet generation. And the cell phones. Remember the big old bag-ass cell phones that we had to carry around? So here we are. We are having babies. And I used to read to Katie, and Katie never had anything electronic till a certain age. Right. At least I thought. But meanwhile, in school, they've got them on the internet doing things in the in kindergarten. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Like, and they're learning how to do things tech-wise. Yeah, way. In kindergarten. Yeah, absolutely. And now they've got all this influence of social media. Mm-hmm. 
And they're so confused because they want to have an opinion and then they think that opinion is wrong because this person that they admire has a different opinion. I know. And it's so hard. Like, I mean, I have those conversations with them all the time. Confusing the fuck out of them. And that's why now our kids are like, oh, I need medication because everybody is social anxiety. I know. There are so many kids out there on so much fucked up medicine because parents don't want to deal with the fact that their kids are just struggling with everyday life. Well, no, and every but everything's out there for them though, and it's so confusing. Where we didn't have that, so we didn't have like social media telling us we're we're too fat, we're too skinny, we're too this, we're too that. Like we didn't have that. Right. Like, there was a um, there's a really great uh, video lady. I forget. I think she's called Juggling with the Jenkins or something. I love her. I love her, and she put up a thing where the other day she was like, you know what, you just gotta live your life because it doesn't matter. Somebody's always gonna have something to say, and she put up this really great thing, and she put up like an overweight woman, and. The, the responses came through, like, oh, she's a fat cow, she's this, she's that, whatever it was, right? And then she was like, and then she put up, like, a regular everyday woman who's probably, like, a size 10 normal body or whatever. And they were like, oh, she thinks she's so great because she's got blonde hair. She thinks she's that, blah, blah, blah. And then she put on, like, an actual supermodel. Like, somebody needs to give her a burger. They need to eat, blah, blah, blah. Like, no matter what you do, they are going to have something to say, and it doesn't make any fucking difference. We were not, ex- we didn't, we weren't exposed to that. I mean, we, of course, we had our little fashion magazines and everything. So that started us with our bulimia and all that other crap because we wanted to be skinny little bitches. But we never had, like, all the things that they have now. There's so much information at their fingertips. They don't know what's right and what's wrong. Right. And everybody has a different opinion. And you're not allowed to have an, you're not allowed to fucking have an opinion now. Right. You are not. And then you have all these kids that are on ADD medication because... Mm-hmm. Oh my God, my kids misbehaving. They automatically have ADHD. I mean, there's a there, there is there, kids there are like kids that, that sure, have of that. Course. But I think when my daughter was in second grade and they were trying to force me to put my daughter on ADHD medication, there was fifteen people in her class, and all together the whole entire second grade class mm-hmm. was like twenty eight kids. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Four of them were on ADD medication. Oh, that's insane. Do you mean to tell me that every last one of them is ADD? No. no. So every time they just they just learn differently. Because I worked in you know pediatric neurology for a few years. It was before I came home to be with the kids, and we had kids that came in from all sides of the spectrum. And Jonathan was definitely a child. He was very disruptive. He couldn't sit still. All those things, and we had to break down. And we helped him for a couple of years. And thankfully, now he's off of it. But um, some kids just cannot. But it's actually a misconception where a lot of people think, oh, they're just shoving their kids on there because they don't know what to do with themselves. It, that didn't happen all the time. I don't believe it. Yeah, that didn't happen all the time because the doctors wouldn't just do it if they needed to have more home training. Right. But here's the like thing. That. The schools. The schools were the ones pushing it. They told me, like, it happened to me. It right. happened to quite a few people where the school is pushing this on them, like you need to take them to a neurologist. We think they have ADHD. Yes, no, that did happen with Jonathan. And it's the schools. The yes, schools are out there throwing this at parents, yeah. and the parents are like, "Well, she's a counselor. She knows." Yeah, she knows. She must know. No, I totally agree. No, I, I didn't. I didn't drug my child. I did not put her on ADD medication, right. even though they swore to God that she'd never make her full potential. She'll never make honor roll anything. And then like she that. totally was like one of the most brilliant kids right. ever. Then yeah. I. My kid's a fucking genius. So screw you, Misty Sims from Charlestown Elementary. I'll tell it. <laughs> My kid is brilliant. And she did not need AD medication because sometimes kids just need time to grow. And they, I think it's just interesting. I don't know. They, I've always read all these different articles where they, I know, it got into that foofy shit. Like before this perimenopause rage kicked in, 
I was all into this spoofy stuff, like trying to understand. And they were talking about like indigo children and, you know, like this different wave. You know, they're talking about like this new wave of like dimensions changing. I know, but I love that shit. I'm like, so I'm here for it. I still love it. Even once I'm past my rage, I'm here for it. And I love it. And I'm just thinking, wow. And, you know, I look at Jonathan and he is so empathetic with people, you know, and he just... He's like this little Mr. Freedom Fighter and he everything really else. Is. But he's also like Mr. Fucking Emo all of a sudden because now he's got like his little emo friends. It's so fucking funny. And he'll just come off the and he just comes off the chain. It's so but. funny because he loves that flamingo shirt so much. And yeah, he has a flamingo shirt. It's like shirt the he wears. brightest pink shirt ever. It and is, then and he emos are it. all like, I'm gonna wear these sad colors. And Jonathan's like, I'm gonna be emo, but I'm still gonna rock this bright <laughs> ass flamingo <laughs> shirt. I know. He is like that. He's just, I don't know. And I'm so gonna funny. wear it with everything. I don't even care that it doesn't match. Well, they were talking about, like, in, you know, also, obviously, the foo-foo place and, like, the indigo children and everything. And they were, like, saying it's like an influx of these children because they need it to change the, the dimensional energies, blah, 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 or whatever it might be. I don't know. I have to go back and read it now or whatever. And I was like, listen, I was totally all about it. Like, I went and got this book. I'll have to find the book and we'll have to talk about it on the next podcast. But it talked about, like, the different kids and their spirituality and what they meant. And if it was, like, not a rainbow child, because I think that's when you lose a child or something. But they had, like, indigo children and crystal children and, like, all this crap or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, Jonathan is so one of them. Oh, my God. And then I probably went upstairs with my chakra. <laughs> Afterwards, after Speaking I figured it out. Speaking of but... shit, please welcome to the show Keanu Reeves. I know. Yay. But he's not really here. But he's not really here, but... Listen to Danielle. All right, so I'm all... Okay, not only was I all about the Indigo Children and reading all about that, I'm a big fan of The Secret. I just love The Secret. I got so into it a couple years ago. I'm is it all, a book or something? It's, it is. It's, it is a book, but it's, also, it's like this way of thinking where it's like if you can visualize it in your mind, you can have it in your hand kind of thing, right? And it really has done wonders for, like, my life. If it could just change the hormonal fucking problem I'm having, I'd probably have a really great life right now. But it is wonderful. And it's like you just visualize what it, what it is that you want and you just believe that it can be yours and blah, blah, blah. And, like, it's so funny. Like, I really, really love um, Kim – what is it? Kim Bierman. She's, like, the um, – from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, I don't she watch wears that the wigs. Shit. I don't no, watch that. No, I don't. Oh, I, no, I watch her tardy. show. She's tardy for the party. Yes, tardy okay. for the party. Okay. Yes, I love her and I love her family and I love their Botox faces and all their little like plumped up fucking lips. I don't know what it is. It's just something about it and I think we'd be best friends. But if I probably met her in real life, you'd be like, God, you're so fucking vapid. I don't know. I probably would think she is just treacherous. I don't know in real life. But I like want to wear a wig and I would love to have this tight little body with the teardrop titties that she's got now and damn if she got a hot ass husband who wears little speedos and they go to turks and caicos but i'm just like i just it's so funny and she's all about it too she's like if you could believe it you can have it and i'm all about that and i'm like how funny would it be wait yeah. did, did the guy leave his wife and end up marrying her he wasn't married on the original um she no, was from Croy, like isn't she was seeing an original a married man what? In the original. Tardy for the Party is her marrying Croy. What? Gosh, Croy Bierman is the football player that she met when he was doing Dancing with the Stars. You're yeah. going to make me show myself right now. I'm going to have to show my. People are going to be like, I'm never looking her but the same I'm again. Pretty, she seems so smart before. I'm pretty but, sure that in the very first season of the Real Housewives that she was on, 
that she was married, she was seeing a married man. I mean, she and she was been. calling him Big Daddy. She probably was. I don't know. She looks so different now. And she he was never on. Person. It was very secretive because he was like yeah. a celebrity. Well, I don't know if it was a second. Se- I don't know what it was because I never watched House. I I love the Housewives of New Jersey. I fucking love them. I love Teresa. I it's love the Dolores. Fucking show. No, 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 no. They are so fucking amaze balls. I probably would hate those people in real life. Too, I will. I, I will bring my friend Jay them. over, and he will talk Real Housewives. With I you love forever. the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I love that. I will step down. And Ninety Day Fiance. Don't even get me started. I will talk about Ninety Day Fiance all damn day. Oh, but I cannot watch reality TV, man. I, they're, they're the only ones I watch. Actually, Tardy for the Party. I watch Ninety Day Fiance. I, I love 90 Day Fiance. You know what? Because it's something my mom and I do. Like, every other Sunday, we go. I go over there for dinner. We still have family dinners. And she watches. She's got, like, she's reality tv out, like, all weekend long. But she got me to 90 Day Fiance. She got me to Real Housewives. She's trying to get me into this, like, sex tuplet kids things or whatever. I think outdaughtered or whatever. Because she's like, I just think they're just so funny. And I'm like, I can't. I can't watch anymore. Like, I don't even have time to make my own life work. Right. And and make time for Judge Judy. And make time uh, Judge Judy. I love Judge Judy. I love her. I love, 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 love Judge. You know what it is? I like when things get resolved and people get told about themselves. I don't know what it is, but she's not having it. She ain't here for it. And she's going to tell you about herself. But back to the whole thing. The, the whole the secret. I always, and for some reason, Keanu Reeves is all over the place right now. So he's, in, he's a vampire. He never ages. He doesn't age at all. But he's all over the place right now. He's like he's got that new um, video game coming out, Cyberpunk, whatever the hell it's called. He's got what is it? Always be my maybe, where mm-hmm. he plays himself, but he's like you know not really himself. Weird. He's like a weird version of himself. He's kind of a douchey version Wick of himself. Just came back. John Wick just came back out again. So he's like all they're over the place. They're rebooting uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent. Adventure. Oh yeah, they're going to be rebooting that. So he is like he is flooding the interwebs right now. And when we had, like, we're like, hey, maybe we should just do a podcast because why not everybody else is doing it? We should just do it too, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, one day we just made it so big that we could be like, and today, guess who we have? A special guest for you, Keanu Reeves. And, like, everybody's so happy Keanu Reeves comes on. For the record, the reason it's Keanu Reeves is because I saw an article (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that he was looking for love. Oh, that's right. That's and right. And I tagged her in it. And I was like, dude, Keanu Reeves is single and ready to, <laughs> to mingle. mingle. I don't like you, but he's probably like fucking really weird. Because how are you like... I don't care. I'd still... I'd, I'd fuck shit at Keanu Reeves. You would appreciate the hell I would appreciate... That's what Jamie calls blowjobs. I'm appreciating Shh. you. Oh, great. <laughs> now the whole world knows that when I tell people I appreciate Paco. <laughs> I know, but sometimes you just appreciate him just because he's a nice guy. And other times... I really appreciate you. That's so funny, though. I love it. I'm so, I love what you do. I'm like, are you appreciating anything today? Um, but I thought, how great would it be to, like, have him on the show? And, like, what if he doesn't have a girlfriend still? And then we could be like, maybe we can find you, like, a girl. Like, let's call in. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how funny would that be? Or I could just be like, okay, Kevin, we're going you. out to dinner. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Paco would even care because I told Paco when we went to see New Kids a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, I said, I'll probably leave you for Donnie Wahlberg. And he looked at me and he said, baby, I would leave me for Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But So I thought it would be really neat to kind of, you know, do the whole thing where we like visualize like having certain guests on the show. And it would be really great if maybe one day it was like a really fucking, like a grade A one, not, not a C one. Right. Like Keanu Reeves. 
Keanu Reeves, he's like the great A celebrity. We want a right. great A celebrity on the show. Like I would settle. Like, Chris, like, who the fuck are these bitches? I would I would settle for Chris Evans' ass. Like I don't even think about Chris <laughs> just, Evans. He just backs up. Right. You just and like it. And like, you just it was cut off. He just backs up. Could you just bend over and stick it out? And we want to talk. We want to ask it a question. <laughs> <laughs> want to ask you a question. I thought that'd be really great. And we'll just spend the whole hour throwing quarters at it. <laughs> But actually speaking that real quick before we wrap this up, because I know that we have to do it, we're going a little long today, but who gives a fuck? We can do what we want. How long so, have we been doing? It's uh, 59 minutes now. Oh, shit. We're having such a good time with ourselves. To, I didn't even get to talk about the people that are story area 51. Oh, okay. We'll have to talk about that next time. We'll, have, we'll talk about that next time. Okay, we'll talk about it next time, but... I thought it would be really, to, to wrap it all up when we're talking about our generation. And, and obviously, our generation is so much better than the new generation. Until we get to the fact that we go to New Kids on the Block. Oh, yeah. 48 years old. And we're like, ah, First of all, you just said we were 48. We're 42. No, I said 42. We're in our 40s. I said 48. I didn't mean to say 48. You I feel 48 sometimes. So, here's the thing. And I don't care what she says. <laughs> our music, back in the day, was way better than today's music. And we went to see the mixtape tour. And not only was it New Kids, it was Tiffany, it was Debbie Gibson, it was Salt and motherfucking Pepper. It was Naughty by By Nature. nature. Not Not because I I hate ya. (laughs) (laughs) And it was amazing. And my 14-year-old self came out that day because if I would have gotten to see New Kids when I was 14, I would have cried when they came out on stage. And when... She did. When so they she came out and they were like, oh, 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 the tears of sheer joy that fell from my eyes. And the hands flapping in front of their chest. It's really them. It's, it's so really them. them. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, <laughs> Danny. And all of the new kids on the block, and Tiffany, and Debbie Gibson, even though I think that you could have done a little better. Oh, let's stop. <laughs> Can we just stop there for a minute? Can we just stop there for just a half a second? So, Debbie Gibson comes out. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Jamie's the one who remembers everything. I forget fucking everything. But I remember, she comes out and she starts singing a song, and the first song she sang, I don't remember it. I don't remember what it, it was. was but then, Every time I tell a secret, I don't remember that one. I remember how it used to be. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I do remember that song, actually. But then, she, it didn't, it wasn't very good. I don't know if it was the mic and her, because she obviously can sing. I mean, she goes on Broadway and does all those things. Right. She obviously can, so, but it just wasn't connecting. For the, few, for the past few years, she's been struggling with Lyme's disease, and it's Is really it? been messing her up. And I felt bad after I found that out. Because, she's so tiny, too. Because she's so tiny. Because, you know, I was like, Debbie Gibson, you suck. But Oh, my God. But then I, I apologized for that because I went on the internet and I was like, maybe she wasn't an accident. Like, let me see what's going maybe on with Maybe she you. wasn't an accident. Right. Like, like, we don't know what happened to her. She was out of limelight for so long. Right. Well, and just let you know, so Jamie was unimpressed with Debbie Gibson's first two songs because she actually was out there longer than Tiffany. Tiffany came out and did, like, one song. And then disappeared, and then Debbie Gibson came out, and she was, you were pretty unimpressed with them, or with her. I was so impressed and with And she though. yells out, I'm going to throw hands if you fuck up 
<laughs> lost in your eyes. Lost in your eyes, Debbie Gibson. I'm like, oh, that's great. We're going to get thrown the fuck out of here. We're going to get thrown out of here. She's like, I'm going to throw hands. She was going to beat up Debbie Gibson if she fucked up. I was not going to, to to beat her up. What I was, <laughs> I was, not what was going to happen was I was going to storm the stage. <laughs> and I was so going to her. be like, you know what? You just play the piano and give me the microphone. <laughs> I got this. Because I will wow you and Joey McIntyre. <laughs> But Joey McIntyre came out and sang with her, and it was beautiful. It was good. But I do have to say one, a couple things. Donnie Wahlberg is so fucking hot. I will appreciate him all day, and nobody better say anything. I will appreciate him up and down all over the place. Poor Jenny McCarthy must be so fucking sick and tired of hearing everybody I'm talk about I'm tired of Jenny McCarthy's you. mouth. You know I know, why, but she... I don't know husband. why I hate her. I don't know why I hate her. Because it, it may A, be because she's an anti-vaxxer. It, and, and B is because she's married to Walt, Donnie Wahlberg and that was supposed to be my husband. I know. He is so pretty, though. He's so He's pretty. so pretty. And his energy is so good All and the Wahlbergs, though, all the Wahlbergs, except for the oldest one, are so pretty. Oh, I'm glad. Let's talk about that in a second, too. Like, one more time. Like, just a little bit more. Because now we're on a roll. We have to finish talking about it. But the mixtape tour, for me, it was, Donnie Wahlberg is so fucking hot. And the rest of them are just, eh, Joey's, he's kind of okay. But he's still kind of, Donnie Wahlberg takes his fucking shirt off and my vagina goes somewhere to like, it just gets very wet down there. I don't understand <laughs> why they kept zooming in on their crotches. They did. And it was like, cause they wanted my vagina to be like that. They wanted it to happen. I see, you, you were like, asshole. you were like, woohoo. And I was like, why are they so fucking hot? Like, I want to see your face. I don't want to see your thing. Yes, you fucking do. I don't. Does, I want to see Donnie Wahlberg's thing. It took me back to when I was 14 years old where I didn't think of him as sexually. I thought of him as, oh my God, it's Donnie Wahlberg. So that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see how I, yeah, I They really to did get that. on their crotches quite a bit. Now that I'm thinking about they, it, they, they really did. They zoomed in every five minutes on their crotches. And then and they, they did touch them a lot too. Like, right. boom. And they would like do that thing where they like puffed it up like real quick. Like, boom, boom. Right. And they did that thing. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> that's like hump in the air. So, you know, that's what the boom, boom is. Boom, boom. Well, that, yeah. that is so non-sexy sounding. Sounds like you sneezing. Jamie yes. has the worst sneeze in the world. I just feel. I just feel like it was. It was the most amazing thing in the it, world. It actually. It was great. And new kids on the block love their. They they love their fans, and they really do make it a, a thing to be. I but mean, they need. They to, fake cry. They need to quit fake crying on the stage. They though. fake fucking cry though. I was like, like All right, that's least, it. At least Joey got it going on, and Joey can actually make Joey it Joey actually, happen. and he like stares at the camera like for a really long time, and then all of a sudden you're but like, Jordan, oh you my god, he's gonna cry, oh my god. Jordan, then, oh, you yeah. do not have the right stuff when it comes to fake crying. He does not have the right stuff. No, he does not. No, oh, oh. <laughs> no, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't keep doing that stuff. Because it's not the right stuff. I just, I just didn't like That's it. It was not terrible. The right stuff. No, it wasn't. Jordan. <laughs> You're not turning me on. I know. It was it was really bad. It was really, really bad. So like they fake cry because they're just so happy and grateful to be there. And they're like all these women are screaming because make no bones about it. It's probably 98% women and then 2% sausage. That's it. And That's my, how it is. And those men are like probably gay and like no, I'm only here for the pussy at the end of the night. No, That's my it. my sister's husband was there with her, remember? And yeah, but he was rocking yes. a Debbie Gibson shirt and he he's was He's a like, special I'm kind here. of guy though. He's like Mr. I don't give a fuck. I'm here for the party and I just want to have a good time. Chris is like the best guy in he the world. He really is like the best guy in the world. Like Roger would never in a million years do that. I don't want people to think I'm a set and set. I'm like, think what? Think about what you're going to say here. You don't want yeah, them to Kira, think you're what. Kira found the best 
guy, and he is hands down the most amazing brother-in-law. And everybody falls in love with him. Like he's I got, know, he I call really him a bro ho because he's got so <laughs> many romances, including my boyfriend. <laughs> But yeah, he came, and there was like very few. Like when we were in the parking lot, like getting ready to go in, there was like all of these groups of women all over the place, and of course, all of us had our t-shirts, custom made. Yeah, we had custom made t-shirts that said "Girls Night Out" and KOTB style, right? And oh, excuse me. And then there's like all these other groups of women, and then like they all have their t-shirts on, and then they have like one token dude who's probably right. like their designated driver right. to get He's their like drunk the one driving. Yeah, the one that's trying to like get them all home or whatever at the end of the night, like. These women were here for that show. They were ready to go. Like, they came in party buses and everything. They were ready to go. And I just thought, okay, so we go in and we have, like, you know, all this stuff's going on and, like, they're fake crying or whatever. But Salt and Pepper did a great, great job. Actually, Naughty by Nature, I was really surprised. They, like, were, doing they were actually really good, too. Like, they had us up dancing and going. Well, see, I was sitting during Naughty by Nature and my sister, who was... Kira was a couple rows behind us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was so disappointed in me because apparently Naughty by Nature was like three feet from us and I was sitting there on my phone. I know, we were. We <laughs> had really great, we did really have, we had good stuff. The other thing though, Wells Fargo, can we just talk about Wells Fargo seating for just to have a second? Oh my okay, God. Okay, seriously, could Wells Fargo, like, space you your space, shit out. Space it out. Like, our fat asses couldn't fit on this goddamn row. Like, if we were all standing up, we all couldn't stand up in the row. We were They're standing so sideways. I know, and of course we had the skinny bitches in front of us who were like standing up and they're dancing like full on bull, like full blown dancing, and we're like stuffed in there like a busted can of biscuits. Right, like it was just, it was not okay. I looked at Bella and said, "Your floor seating is not fat girl friendly." It is not fat girl friendly. I told Beth, I yelled down to Beth, who's our other friend, and we came with a bunch of girls, and Beth ended up at the end of the seat. I said, we're losing 10 pounds before we come back here. All of us, every one of you bitches are losing 10 pounds before we come back here. I had to ask the one girl to stand sideways because she refused. Like, she was a big girl, and she needed to, like, get the fuck out of the way because I couldn't even stand up in the aisle. We need to wrap this up. No, oh, I want to talk about Wahlburgers real quick. So, Wahlburgers... Like, I love Wahlburgers. I love what they do to Paul and all this other crap. But it got really scripted. Yeah. It is heavily scripted now. And it's not funny anymore at all. And I'm like, what are you guys fucking doing? You don't need to do it. And all they do is harass that man. They put him in, like, the craziest shit. Make him do the awfulest stuff. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Shame but, on you, Donnie Wahlberg. But Donnie, for his birthday that year, when he went out and found his very first car, and then took him out cruising in in his car that he loved so much when he was seven. Was that before the episode where they basically like planned everything out, staged everything? Yeah, that's from like back in the the older episodes where they just sort of hey, just follow us around and see how we live. Not anymore. Now it's no. like let's have. Paul go do the, you know, the Thunderbirds out in Las Vegas, but we're going to, like, put him through all this bullshit first and make him puke and everything else. It's awful. Stop being a dick to your bro- older brother. If it wasn't for him not killing you at birth, <laughs> you wouldn't even be famous, Mark <laughs> and Donnie. <laughs> anyway, thank you for, thank thank you for listening. listening. We'll be back next week. Drop um, us an email at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Let us know you know, how you like it, and... If you have any ideas, again, for CBD oil for raging hormone problems... If you have something you want to talk about... If you have crazy things that have gone on right in your town, we love hearing about crazy-ass things that have gone on in your we town. We just love like to hear Florida-style things. Like, Florida-style things <laughs> that have gone... And because apparently, poor Floridians, I hope we do get to travel and get to go to Florida. We'll be like, we know you got some fucked-up shit to tell us, right. and we want to hear about We're it. We're not we going anywhere it. near the Everglades, because they will... <laughs> they will send us in, and they would invite us 
mind our bodies. But we will see you next week. Again, this is Danielle and Jamie, a Straight from the Net podcast. Bye! Okay, bye!